ladies and gentlemen, welcome back after an extended Thanksgiving break. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you, belatedly, obviously, to Podcast Room 303. This is episode 87. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan, who's currently not in camera. And as always, we have Intern E. How are you doing this fine evening, Nick? I'm doing pretty good. So over this, uh, uh, the last time that I was home, I asked Lily, I asked her to name her her top five holidays. And the problem is, have you ever seen that Cat Williams skit where he talks about asking Shaq's son stuff and Shaq's son just repeats the last thing that he says? So he's like, you want candy? And Shaq's son's like, yeah, candy. He's like, you want chicken? <laughs> he's like, yeah, chicken. And he's like, you want chicken or you want a whooping? The boy's like, a whooping? <laughs> so every time I would ask Lily, I'd be like, what's your favorite holiday? She'd be like, Christmas. I'd be like, do you like Thanksgiving? She'd be like, yeah, Thanksgiving more than Christmas. I'd be like, you like Halloween? She'd be like, yeah, Halloween's the best. <laughs> what are your top five holidays? Uh, all right, we're not even going to introduce E. We'll get into the top five holidays. We'll let E go first, though. That's his introduction. Oh, yeah, E, how are you doing? Uh, uh, how, e, uh, hey, E, how's it going? It's, it's going oh, it doesn't really so matter. All right, all right. You ruined the holidays. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course. Right. No, e, what, e, give your top five holidays. Uh, Man, I don't know. Probably Thanksgiving. Right, so, no, I'm just kidding. Christmas. <laughs> what, what, order? what order are you going in? Like, favorite would be Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then Fourth of July, Cinco de Mayo, and uh, New Year's. Anytime I can drink. That's the most Mexican thing. He threw Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, in I was like, holiday. seriously, dude. For That's a white Italian holiday, dude, for a white Italian dude, that was pretty first Hispanic. Of all, first of all, French. No, dude, you're Portuguese. Oh, here we go with this bullshit. <laughs> Congrats on the Euro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least one of your teams will be in the World Cup. Yeah, France. Yeah, Portugal or Italy. Yeah, Portugal <laughs> or Italy. All right, Jermaine, let's hear them. That was a trash list, E, by the way. Dude, how many fucking holidays? Like, Groundhog Whoa. Day? Like, what do you want me to say? You don't need to yell at me. Jermaine. Uh, Halloween, number Great one. Fourth of July, number two. Amazing choice. Go, America. Um... <laughs> Saints Pat Saint Patrick's Day number three. Great choice. Everybody loves the Irish. They built this country. Um. Ooh, this this is where it gets tough. I'm gonna go uh, Columbus Day because his last name is Cologne. Gotta be. He also helped build this nation. You know, yeah, cleared of its original shout populace. Out, shout out the homie. No and work because he did all the work for us. And then, uh, oh, dude, yeah, New Year's. New Year's has got to be on that list. Yeah, interesting. You know, just like Eric likes holidays that he likes to drink, I like holidays that I like to eat. So Thanksgiving is far and above number one. Fourth of July is number two. Halloween's number three. Can I say Christmas with a caveat? Christmas on with snow is great. But Christmas without snow, like Christmas in like a warm, like Christmas in Hawaii kind of sucks. <laughs> Because it doesn't feel like Christmas. It needs to feel like Christmas. That's been that's mostly my complaint with Christmas. Like, yeah. if people aren't hitting each other in the face for PlayStations and Xboxes, <laughs> like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? Uh, and then I, I would say number five is Memorial Day for me. It's hard to yeah. beat a good Memorial Day barbecue. 
I I was gonna so there was a few that almost made my list. Veterans Day because of all the free food mm-hmm. for veterans, which is mm-hmm. fucking tight. Like you could plan yeah. your whole day around hitting all the restaurants you, and just being ridiculously full for no reason. You and I enjoy that. Eric didn't serve his country, so bullshit. Not, not if you let him tell it. Bullshit. Fucking, fucking pussy. There's papers. Yeah, there's papers when they kicked you out after two days. Uh, hey, I served, motherfucker. He said there's papers. He's pointing at the joints he's about to wrap. <laughs> it's, like the be- it's like the bench warmers thing when he said, like, I am 13. And it just has his picture in there. Yeah. I was military. Yeah. Thanksgiving, you know, I prefer Thanksgiving over Christmas, but neither one of them are on my top of the list because people are fucking shitty around Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it really ruins those the fucking vibes of those things. I would agree with you for Christmas. That's why Christmas didn't make my top five. Yeah. Is because Christmas keeps starting earlier and earlier. Like Christmas starts at the beginning of November now, apparently. No, October. Oh, they're right. After things after Halloween. Bro, Halloween was coming up and there was Christmas stuff in the stores. There was there was already Christmas lights up in my parents' neighborhood. I was Incredible. blown away. Incredible. That's unreal, bro. Yeah, I went into like a Walmart and like Target, and you know how they change out their holiday sections or whatever. Like they had the Halloween section, they were already selling Christmas stuff though. That's in October. I was just like, bro, we haven't even hit Veterans Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, no that, doubt. not that you sell anything for Veterans Day, but like we ain't even hit it though. Like, there's like what? Mariah Carey's been singing for like she's working overtime. Yeah, <laughs> like, no dude, she makes so much money. Is Mariah Carey behind this expansion of Christmas? Yeah, I think her and she bought the marketing arm that pushed Christmas on everyone. Yeah, bro, he is upset about this. What do you have to say? I'm just saying, you guys brought her up. Did you guys see the Rolling Stone top ten artists of all time? I was trying to talk to my parents about that, and I only knew like four of the places because you only told me four. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Obviously the Beatles are number one. Fucking number Why is that three. Obviously. Just because you know the I don't think the Beatles culture. are that good. It is I, it no no but it it is what they how they impacted music. Right, without without the without the Beatles, we don't have music the way music is. They just stole rock and roll from a certain skin color of people and and yeah, nobody's discrediting. <laughs> nobody's disputing that. That that is still a factual statement. Uh, yeah. All right. Correct. So Beatles were one. Um, let me pull up the list here. Madonna was number two. Madonna this, was number. Is this two. what happened when he was talking to you, Jermaine? He was like, Beatles were one. Elton no, John no. was number three. Elvis Presley was four. Janet Jackson was six. Michael Jackson was seven. And this is the whole list I, I know. Janet Jackson is more impactful than Michael no, Jackson. No, it's, it's wrong. That's the whole reason why he's Eight bitching about it. Was Whitney Houston? No, no. What say it in order? Because I yeah. skipped five. Go, go uh, one from go one to ten. Beatles, mm-hmm. Madonna, mm-hmm. Elton John, mm-hmm. Elvis, Mariah Carey, <laughs> Janet Jackson. Get the fuck out. Mike Jackson, uh, Whitney Houston, Adele, and Rihanna. Are you fucking kidding me? Adele? Who's the, who's the, no Prince. No Prince. No Rolling Stones. Named after the magazine. No Rolling Stones. Fucking no Marvin Gaye. 
No Little Wayne. Disrespectful ass list. No Eminem. No Eminem. No Drake. Ugh. Now, Little Wayne and Eminem have credence. Uh, you went a little too far with Drake. Uh, who's the who's the, the the Jackson Five? Who's the father of the Jackson Five? Jermaine, right? No, Jermaine is Tito. Okay. Who? Whatever the ja- the the Jackson Five dad should get a shout out. Forgetting two. <laughs> no. I mean, he created he created a massive amount of talent. Oh, Joseph Jackson. Joseph Jackson. I actually didn't know his name, so that's why I didn't say anything. Mariah like, oh. Carey at five. I mean, Bro, the only thing Jan- she's ever and contributed Janet was- Jackson above Michael Jackson. I'd put Michael Jackson above Elvis. I no, would yeah. even put Elvis on the list. What? Yeah, I would put Elvis on the list. That's fuck yeah. no, no. I'd rather put Johnny Cash. Well, I mean, we're not gonna get into this, but. Okay. We'll get, Why right, would so, you bring we, it up if we're not going to get into it? Eric? So, yeah. I'm just saying. So we, so, <laughs> so we so we all agree with the top with the top three. No, oh. Madonna is not number two. Madonna's not number two. Man. Madonna's Madonna is on this list. Madonna is not num- Madonna is not number two though. There's no and if you in all honesty, the fact that Queen wasn't mentioned at all That's in the article point. was disrespectful as shit in my opinion. That's a good point. Number one is the Beatles. No matter how we may feel about that, it is the Beatles. Mm-hmm. If, the be- if without the Beatles, we're not talking about the rest of this list. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a fact. Music Number- doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it exists, but it's it's white people playing recorders. Uh- <laughs> Dude, I could play a mean hot cross buns. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be the <laughs> yo-yo ma of that world. <laughs> so then, number two. Is Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. I mean, th- this was what I told Eric. I was like, "How is Janet ahead of Michael when Michael is the king of pop and Janet ain't even the queen? She's not even the princess." They probably knocked him for those, you know, court cases he had, which was never proven. <laughs> Anyways, look, I'm not saying he did or did it. I don't fucking know, but it wasn't proven. You can't knock someone for that. It's like fucking not giving someone an apartment for, you know, underage drinking. Number, <laughs> number three is Elton John for sure. I'm okay with Elton. What I'm not okay with is Prince not being on this list. Oh, I thought we were going to have to stop Eric. I thought we were going to have to mute Eric. I'm okay with Elton's music. You know what I'm not okay with? Like, Eric, <laughs> watch <walked> out. <laughs> This does go out to, you know, tens of people. Yeah, yeah, tens, <laughs> tens of people, bro. Oh, that almost got hairy, bro. Yeah. All right, so, but we can agree. Beatles, MJ, Elton, yeah. top three, right? And then then the rest of this, it, it gets a little more, you know, however. But Mariah Carey's not on that list. No. Fucking Janet, fuck Christmas J- music. Jan- Janet Jackson's not on that list. No. And I mean, she look, had hits, though, bro. Whitney so, Houston. Put Whitney Houston on that list. No, dude. Fucking um, her husband was better than her. Bobby Brown. Nick Cannon. Bobby Brown. Nick oh, Cannon. No. <laughs> dude, Nick Cannon did not marry. <laughs> Eric, we're we're talking about the top ten movies of all time, and Eric just hit us with the or we're we're talking about the equivalent of like top ten movies of all time, and Eric's like, yeah, Drumline. Drumline. Yeah, Drumline. Facts, bro. He couldn't no. read music, and he fucking no. dominated that no, shit. No, no, no. That's <laughs> skill, bro. No. 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 You're derailing this professional podcast with wrong and incendiary opinions. All right, so, so, okay. Prince is top five, though. Yes. 
Does Justin Timberlake get a spot on here? Fuck no. No, not top ten. But see, you had to consider it a little bit, Jermaine. You had to be like he's he's a phenomenal musician. I don't even gonna lie. And he's so popular, it's fucking ridiculous. Like NSYNC was huge. Yeah. Purely like no disrespect to the other people, but Justin Timberlake was the the main attraction, bro. You know what I mean? Like when you're at Thanksgiving, Justin Timberlake's the turkey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Prince is top five. I so I agree with Eric. Johnny Cash should be on the top ten. Mm-hmm. Elvis. I think Elvis should stay at four. Wrong. Prince should be five, <laughs> and Johnny Ca- Johnny Cash is somewhere in there. Yeah. Honestly, you, know, you guys are gonna like make fun of me, but I really feel like George Michael going should be to on anyway. this list. Why? Why? George Michael. Bro, that's a uh, look, dude. That's a talented. Musician. I would say. I would say Top Journey, 10? if anything. If you're going to put any rock group in there, besides the Rolling Stones or like Led Zeppelin, it's got to be Journey. I don't know. I'd say Queen over Journey. Queen, yeah. Oh, right. I thought we already had Queen in there. Or Jimmy. Jimi Hendrix, yeah. I don't think – I think Jimmy – I don't we think got, Jimi we, Hendrix so is the, that good. The, the, I'm, it's it's yeah, my I bad agree. opinion. I don't I think agree. he's that good. I don't think he's top ten worthy. I love Jimi Hendrix though, so I have to separate the the two. But the problem is, is that pop music dominates, and so we have. That's why Rihanna, Rihanna and Adele make this list. Uh, for me, the only ones that have to be on the list are the Beatles, um, probably Queen, Marvin Gaye, and Prince. The, for me, those four have to be on the list. The rest, I, whatever. I, I disagree with Marvin Gaye. I. I Totally respected, but the dude made albums that but are still relevant to this day. Let's get it on, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we've talked. I think we've talked enough about who we think in our fictional Rolling Stone top ten of all time. Uh, first of all, yeah, I, oh, well, I, I just want to. I, I want to say one that last thing. Like, if you don't think Marvin Gaye should be on it with the tr- Trouble Man album alone, yeah, I, I just think we're running out of spots. I I think he's fabulous. I don't think he's top ten. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to do mine real quick. Beatles, <laughs> Beatles, Michael Jackson, Elton, Elvis, Prince, Johnny Cash, Queen, uh, Madonna. That's eight. Um, If you don't think Madonna, you're an idiot, bro. Uh, she's top, Madonna. She's what? top 10. Madonna is top 10. Okay, that was – see, you're incendiary right now. This is why Mar- we don't let you Mar- talk about Mar- Marvin Gaye at nine and 10. 10 is – that one's tough. 10 is Lincoln Park. The, I just want to know where the hip-hop love is, man. Like, you know, Biggie, Jay-Z. No, no hip-hop Eminem. artist. No hip-hop artist is top 10 all the time. They're not. Like no disrespect to hip hop artists, they're fire. That's what I listen to. But if you're talking quality, you're talking quality versus the quality of the people I just named. It doesn't even come close. It doesn't even come close. There's too many misses with hip hop. Yeah, sure. they put out a lot of tracks that miss. Like no disrespect, like Jay Z, first hip hop artist to go in the Songwriters Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's probably the lead guy. Does Jay Z break top fifty musicians all time? Top I would five say yes. Zero. I would say yes. Fifty. Five I'd zero. Put, yeah. Not top I'd say, five. I'd say there's a couple. Like you could argue Kanye. You could argue Jay Z. There's a couple that you could argue top fifty at least. 
Okay, so top 50 is the line, though. Because, like, there's we just named casually without actually looking at anything. We just named between the three of us 20, 20 artists that were like, all right, yeah, probably, probably in the top 20. Yeah, Phil so Collins, they're not top 25, you know what I mean? Like, you have what? wait, why are you laughing at my Phil Collins, Eric? Name one song other than In the Air Tonight. Uh, he wrote the entire Tarzan album, all right. Damn! You just right, literally so. asked a Disney dad to name a Phil Collins song. Yes, I'm the saying, entire Tarzan Disney album. music in this conversation. Bro, Come Disney on. music's fire. Disney what? music's fire. You need to chill, bro. What? Have you ever thrown on Disney radio? Just throw I've, on I've, Disney radio. Hits. I've, I've, fire. I've never even seen the movies, hits. bro. Hits. It doesn't matter. It's nothing but hits, bro. Throw on the Moana soundtrack and tell me you don't get groove into that. I'll do that for my workout tomorrow. Well, you're not going to work out tomorrow. That's how I know. All right. All right. All right. We've spent more than enough time in, in the sports world. Let's do a little transition pivot here. This is still a sports podcast in the sports world. College football regular season has wrapped up. We are now pushing in to championship week and then followed by the Heisman presentation and on the greatest sports day of the year, Army versus Navy. Nick, how sick were those Navy uniforms? I mean, Navy just, uh, yes. It, they just don't miss, ever. Ever. Like, the last, I, I can think in the last 10 years, I don't think Navy has missed a uniform. No. And they, they always find some awesome way to, like, break them out, too. This fucking slap. Like, the dude on the fucking aircraft carrier. He dude. looked slow, though, didn't he? He looked real slow. But that's because he's filming like that. But he's oh he, no, even when they're filming him. Oh, you mean like mentally slow? No, 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 not like on the spectrum or like mentally slow. I mean, like the dude like looked like a fullback, like he was just slow. Oh, number ten? No way. He was wearing number ten. You know that dude's a little speed demon, bro. I don't know. I I could be wrong. But when he stepped over the hook line for the aircraft carrier. I was just like, oh, this is so sick, bro. I was like nerding out all morning on this, and I was just like, oh, F slash A. Do you know what the A stands for? Are you, no. Yeah. Well, you know that. I was asking Eric. And <laughs> oh, Eric well, I, I was like, well, oh, you kept bad. looking. Well, nobody answered. I asked the question. Nobody answered. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, when I saw the F slash A, and I was like, oh, ooh, attack. And then it was the Super Hornet, the F-18 Super Hornet. Dude, I was so jacked this morning. Yeah. And also they have like the co- – they, they put the plane comms on the video in the background. I tell you what. Oh, you, you don't see them. You only see them before Navy Army. But whoever the Naval Academy has on their PR and their graphics department just kills it every year. 100%. The people who do like the actual – not the commercials, but the actual stuff that goes on AFN. The hype videos. Bro, they they are killing it, bro. Yeah. They've got a nice department, bro. I like I will have to say it. I love that they had the the danger zone patch on the left shoulder. Yep. I mean, this was like, hey, Top Gun's coming out. We're gonna do a whole Top Gun homage. You know what I mean? Like, I was so juiced, and the cleats. Yeah. Those those cleats, bro. All right, now that I've derailed it, go ahead and take us through the college football top 10 and how you see it shaking out or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. 
I'm just thinking about bad baby hoarded units. Jermaine, like, Jermaine can't think of it. He's gonna put his mic on mute and go go to the bathroom for a second. Oh well, yeah, I gotta go beat off to the FA <laughs> FA 18 super hornet, bro. <laughs> like like Jermaine said, college football playoff rankings got released this morning. Uh, we'll go we'll go ten through we'll go eleven through one right now. So eleven is Michigan State. They're ten and two. Uh, ten is Oregon. They're ten and two. Nine is Baylor. Also ten and two. Ole Miss is eight. Uh, Ohio State is seven. Both those teams are 10 and two. Number six is Notre Dame. Number five is Oklahoma State. They're both 11 and one. Cincinnati at number four. They're unbeaten 12 and 0. Alabama and Michigan at three and two. Both 11 and one. And then unanimous Georgia at number one, 12 and 0, unbeaten. Eric, can you pull up the championship game matchups for me, please? The Power Five. I know that I'll get. We'll get Cincinnati out of the way. Cincinnati plays Houston in the American uh, Conference Championship this weekend. Georgia obviously. Cincinnati plays, plays who? Houston. Oh, that's right. Houston's good now in the American Championship. Well, they're all right. So Georgia, Georgia plays Alabama. Yeah, so I got it here. Um, I'll just go in alphabetical order. So the ACC, we got uh, Pittsburgh at Wake Forest, or Pittsburgh versus Wake Forest. Yep. Uh, the Big Ten is um, number is, two. Michigan. This is actually this is actually the first year that the ACC championship doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's then, yeah, there's no way they get. Into Wake the Forest is what? Wake Forest is twelve. Sixteen. I think. Sixteen oh. and Pitt is fifteen. Oh uh, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, and then Big Ten is number two. Michigan versus number thirteen. Iowa, which should be a good game. Uh, Team chaos. Pack, yeah, Iowa beats Michigan. Uh, Pac-12 is number 10, Oregon, versus number 17, Utah. Revenge game. The SEC is number one, Georgia, versus number three, Bama. And to close it out, we got the Big 12, number five, Oklahoma State, versus number nine, Baylor. So, Ohio State is done. Ole Miss Mm -hmm. is done. Baylor is done. Oregon still has to play, and Michigan State is done. So, here's what I think is going to happen. I think that even if Georgia blows out Alabama and Oklahoma State wins the Big 12, the committee finds some way. Some excuse. Some excuse mm-hmm. to keep a two-loss Alabama. I Like, Georgia needs to beat Alabama like 56 to nothing, and Alabama needs – negative yards on offense for Alabama not to go to the college football playoff. Yeah. Alabama should not make it with two losses. No, no, no. We, no, well, yes, yes. The, the, okay, the common the common sense thing is, if you're, if you're telling me right now, by all accounts, Georgia should wax the floor with Alabama. Yeah. I don't Oklahoma happens, State, though. Oklahoma State should beat you said they're playing Baylor, right? Baylor, yes. Yep. They should beat Baylor. That means a 12 and 1 Oklahoma State, the Big 12 champion of Power 5 conference, conference should move into 3. Should, should. And Michigan beats Iowa. And then we would have Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State and Cincinnati cuz Cincinnati is not moving out of 4. And I hope Cincinnati whoops up on Houston. Yeah, because if kinda, they we don't, need it. We need it. Because if they don't, and here's the scary thing. If Alabama plays Georgia close and Cincinnati loses 
or, or Cincinnati plays a close game to Houston, what's to say that Alabama stays in, Cincinnati drops, and either Oklahoma State or Notre Dame get in? It's most likely going to happen. I mean, Cincinnati <laughs> needs to literally wax the floor with Houston because if they win a close, like, one-touchdown game, they're out. Cincinnati needs to win by 28 or more. If they don't, they're going to th- get – I think regardless of what happens – uh, with Alabama, Georgia, it all comes down to Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State loses with Kelly with Kelly leaving Notre Dame, they're not putting a one loss Notre Dame in the playoff without their head coach. That automatically eliminates anybody from jumping, even with two losses. As long as Oklahoma State loses, if Alabama has two losses, they're getting in no matter what. I'm gonna give you a blind resume real quick. Okay. Ready? Four no versus AP top twenty five teams. I already know. <laughs> Outscored opponents 382 to 197. Only loss was at Iowa State 24-21. Allowed 25-plus points to an opponent just once all season. Averaged 31.8 points per game. I mean, it's obviously not blind anymore, unless <laughs> unless you are unless you are literally blind. Then, so who then... was it, Eric? Huh? <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was actually trying to look up Iowa State's schedule because I was. I, uh, <laughs> oh my God, Eric! Was it Oklahoma? It's State? Oklahoma State. You That's know. what I was going to say, we but I just, wa- just talking I didn't want to. Oh I didn't want to say it and then look like a <laughs> jackass. So I wanted to confirm it. So you can guess Western Kentucky when $100 is on the line, but when I fucking give you the layup of Oklahoma State's resume, you can't give us the answer? Bro, I'm just I, – I, if I fuck up on this podcast, I'll never hear the end of it, so I'm trying to not say stupid You're already shit. not hearing the end of it. Yeah, whatever. You dude. just Oklahoma State's up. my final answer. You just fucked up. Like, nah, that's blood. why we're roasting you. Nah, bro. blood. Sometimes I think you just can't really do anything right because you hesitate and then no. Like, his problem is is he doesn't listen. That's when, when he's not talking on the podcast, he doesn't <laughs> listen. Yeah. That's why you literally have to say, Eric, can you look this up? Because a good intern would be listening to the conversation oh, bro, and, and up search the... it and I, search no, it. No, no, no. I'm talking here's, about past episodes. Whatever he did right now. Here's Team Chaos, right? Because because you know I'm a big fan of Team Chaos. I don't I'm think the there's fucking a way. president of Team Chaos. Bro. I think Georgia beats Alabama, so I'm not even going to entertain the fact this 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 goes into Team Chaos. Georgia beats Alabama. Wait, wait, wait! You're part of Team Chaos, and you're not going to entertain. the I fact don't that want Georgia Alabama loses. to be in the college football playoff. <laughs> I mean, me either. But Michigan there is a possibility loses. Georgia loses. Michigan right. loses to Iowa. Wouldn't that be – hold on. Before we move forward, <laughs> don't we just expect it from Michigan, though? Team chaos. It, it, this is – it's the most Michigan thing to do. To finally beat Ohio State and then lose to, when they have a chance to get And the, to lose in the Big Ten championship to 8-4 and four Iowa or whatever their record is. Like, yeah. God. Anyways, go so, ahead. So in, so in this situation, who gets into the college football playoff? Georgia wins. Michigan loses to a number 16 Iowa. Alabama loses to Georgia, obviously. Cincinnati wins because, you know, Team Chaos only likes Power 5 Team Chaos. <laughs> group, <laughs> group of five can get in. Cincinnati waxes the floor. Cincinnati bit, wins 52 to 10. 
Oklahoma State loses to Baylor. Uh, and yeah, I guess that's that's it. And Oregon wins. So Oregon Oregon turns the tables and whoops Utah. Who do you put in your who do you put as your other two teams? Unfortunately, in that scenario, Alabama is one of those two teams. Yeah. And then it's probably Baylor. Because we're scoffing at Baylor. Baylor's 10 and 2. If they beat Oklahoma State, they end up with the same record as Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And they're I, champions of their division. Just I, no. I, I think because because I know I, I hear what you're saying. But in that situation, I hear the college football p- playoff committee doing this. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And Alabama. And Cincinnati stays four. And Notre and Dame plays, plays Alabama. Georgia. You're saying Cincinnati plays Georgia? I don't think – I think Cincinnati needs a flood, a miracle from God to move out of that number four seed. If they beat Houston 212 to nine, they're going to be the number four seed in the college football play. Isn't that fucking just devastating? <laughs> And it's not that – it's not uh, – like nobody – Georgia's defense is – here's a crazy stat for you. Georgia's defense is giving up 6.9 points per game right now. It's not very good. They are giving up .1 less than a touchdown and an extra point a game. The defense. That means their offense has given up has, – has given up pick sixes and they've given up – the special teams is giving up return touchdowns. The defense is averaging 6.9. I don't know if people are listening to what I'm saying. Eric. That is 0.1 less than a touchdown and an extra point. Yeah. If you had Georgia minus seven, the defense is covering. <laughs> the defense alone is covering, yeah. The defense by itself is covering. That's fucking insane. Yeah. There's so Georgia wins. It's, 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 Georgia it's wins. not that Cincinnati doesn't have a shot. It's that nobody has a shot against Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Except for Alabama. Yeah. And that's what scares me this weekend. Which is crazy. Or here's 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 the thing that scares me. In the situation I just described, Georgia wins. Cincinnati wins and blows out whoever. Let's say they blow out whoever and Michigan and Alabama and Oklahoma State lose. You would imagine the committee has to move Cincinnati to three. They're not going to move them to two. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Cincinnati They're gets undefeated. Three. They're Cincinnati. undefeated. They should get two. Let's, so, so, so let's say this happens, right? Georgia blows out uh, Alabama. Michigan loses a field goal game to Iowa. You would say hypothetically in that situation, Georgia's one, Alabama's or Alabama's two, Cincinnati's or sorry, Georgia's one, Michigan stays two. Michigan or Notre State. Dame. How did Michigan or State Notre, get in there? Sorry, I, I I said Michigan stays two. Oh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. In, in the scenario that I just described, Georgia's one, Notre Dame jumps to two, Cincinnati's three, and Alabama is four. First round of the college football playoff, we get Alabama-Georgia again. That's the matchup that scares me. A rematch. 
And you know Alabama wins that game. They got to win. You don't play Saban <sighs> twice. You, you don't and beat win. Saban twice. It's like just like you don't play a division opponent three times in the NFL and, and beat them, unless you're the Saints against the, the Panthers. <laughs> he saw it coming. He saw as it soon coming. as you said division opponent, I was like, "Here it goes again." So that's it's, it's what people don't realize is like, and now it's very apparent. What Nick and I have been always saying: it's a coin flip league. NFL parody as as at an all time high this season. I don't know if you've been watching these games. It doesn't fucking make sense. It's insane, right? But when the Saints beat the Buccaneers twice last year and then played the Buccaneers in the playoffs, what did you see happen? Smushed. We got crushed. Drew Brees threw three picks and retired. <laughs> you know, like retired in tears. You know what I mean? Like and that, got his hairline back. Hey, it sounds like a win to me. <laughs> you got one Super Bowl in the hairline? Hey, bro. Hey, Manning's head got bigger after his second Super Bowl. <laughs> that was the neck fusion. That was the neck fusion. Here's what I actually think is going to happen. Okay. I think Georgia beats Auburn. Or, sorry, Georgia beats Alabama. Same team, right? Same team. Same, same. We should say that in Alabama country. <laughs> yeah. Georgia beats Alabama. I don't think it's necessarily close. But when I say that, I think Georgia wins like 24 to 10. Yeah, okay, by 14. I don't think it's necessarily – like, that's that's a big – in years past, it would have been a huge win against Alabama. I think that's the extent that this Alabama team faces up to Georgia. I think Michigan wins. I, I know what you're saying. It seems – it sounds – it's a game. It's a trap game for Michigan. I think they win. I think Cincinnati blows out Houston. Cincinnati jumps to to – three and what we really need is we really need an Oklahoma State Oklahoma State to convincingly beat Georgia or sorry Baylor Jesus I'm not even drinking maybe that's why I'm not even drinking so here's the thing you don't need them to convincingly beat them because Baylor's nine Baylor is number nine yeah but you know like I like I like I was saying earlier the committee will pull Every stop out they can to justify a a, a two loss Alabama. That's five wins versus AP top twenty five. I understand, but they, that's back to back wins. That's back to back wins against AP top ten. They're gonna say whatever, and you know they will. You, we can justify it until the cows come home. The playoff committee decides that the playoff committee decides, and it's Nick Saban oh gets in the playoffs. God, that's such horseshit, bro. As long as Clemson doesn't get in. <laughs> so this, yo, so, who's who is the ACC championship? Because I missed that. Wake, who's, Wake, Wake Forest and Pitt. NC State blew it, huh? Yeah, well, NC State blew it because they didn't beat because uh, they didn't beat uh, Wake Forest. Oh, same. They're same division, right? Yeah, same division. Oh, that makes sense. They're like fucking a stone's throw away from each other. <laughs> and then, and then, because Wake Forest beat Boston College, you guys lost. Uh, NC State lost to Boston College. No, Wake Forest. So we beat UNC, and Wake Forest needed to lose to Boston College. Oh, and, and that's Wake not, Forest beat that's Boston not College. Happening because Boston College is not good. 
Oh man. Yeah, that ACC championship looked promising like three weeks ago, and it just fizzled. Clemson, Clemson really fizzled that championship out. Clemson was like, we're not making it, but neither are you. <laughs> but nobody exciting is gonna make it. Wake Forest and Pitt. Yeah. I mean, Wake Forest is what? Nine and three? I mean, there was a time in week nine where we had an unbeaten Wake Forest and an unbeaten Pittsburgh. <laughs> but since then, yeah, Wake Forest is nine and three. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Clem- Clemson went out of their way to be like, none of y'all making it. Wake Forest is ten and two. They're ten and two, and they're not above some of these other. Well, I guess they're not better than some of these other teams. Michigan State's a good football team. Both Pittsburgh and Wake Forest are both ten and two. So they're twelve and thirteen on the rankings. Fifteen and sixteen. Who's ahead of them? Oklahoma at ten and two, Iowa at ten and two, BYU at ten and two, and Michigan State at ten and two. Oh, okay. Yeah, we all kind of shook our head. Like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. That's pretty good. All right, so we're gonna wrap up this uh, championship talk. That's that's how it goes. Uh, We're desperately praying for Alabama not to make it, but when they're the four seed, we're all gonna just be like, yeah, we figured. Uh, Or the three seed. (laughs) When they're the one seed, when (laughs) when Alabama's the one seed. We're all gonna be like, yeah, of course, Alabama. If they beat Georgia, it's (laughs) the what 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 Captain Chaos refused to accept as a possibility over there. So I just don't want to because I just don't want Alabama to be one. He's literally holding his head right now, ladies. (laughs) He's sad. All right, so we're gonna move in to. So last week we didn't have a head head. So just to recap of where we're at, it's, it's not been good. And Nick is only good because he found New England before everyone else found New England. Oh, yeah, uh, Nick is seven and four. Uh, still can't read the nickname for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Tam, sister fucker. I don't know when that got added, but <laughs> it seems unnecessary. Wait, what? <laughs> wow. Uh, is that, is that, he doesn't even have a sister. It seems unnecessary. Wow. So Nick's at seven to four. Uh, Tom Patam's at four and seven, and I'm at three and eight. To recap, Eric had the lead at week six, very convincingly. Very, yeah. Two I game, was two game lead. Two game lead. I was zero and eight through eight because it's mm. obviously how it works, right? And Nick was. Like splashing in a puddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's not now dr- seven not, a- not drowning, but the lips were above water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some danger, but no one was really concerned, you know? Right. So now Nick is seven and four. His last five bets have been New England. And if we would have been last week, he would have picked New England again. <laughs> guess um, what this week, boys? I'm on a three game win streak. Nick decided to be like, I can't make the Thanksgiving edition of the podcast because. Tuesday snuck up on him somehow and he put he's trying to cool off my win streak because he's scared of me uh always will be and Eric who knows what he's doing over there <laughs> he picked Dallas money line who did Dallas lose to the oh they lost to the Vikings Chiefs Chiefs Chiefs, Chiefs. yeah but they yeah I I still think Dallas would have won that game if they were healthy 
Lamar Cooper I, getting COVID and then CD Lamb getting concussed in game. Like that's that's one of those bad beats. I'll give you that one. But that's the head to head, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll get into what was week 12 of the NFL football season. We'll start off with Nick surprises and disappointments or did you want to recap thanksgiving games and then get into surprises disappointments we could do so we, we can do surprises and disappointments that's fine okay well, we're doing week 12 first do you want to do yeah week 12 is what just happened oh right you're right <laughs> what is that oh they, they it just the games popped up weird on this yeah, when you uh, when you said that, I was just like, "What does he want to do instead?" I, I mean, like, I, I think I might just, I, mean, I think I might just keep alternating this team. My surprise of the week was the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought they'd win. I didn't think they'd win by this much. Telling the man who had the under. <laughs> yeah, they Cincinnati almost hit the under by them by the, the moment themselves. Cincinnati said, "I got the over solo, big boy." 43 and a half. I had Pittsburgh Cincinnati under. I thought this was going to be shades to Vontez perfect versus Stefan to type football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought we were going to see some hard hitting defense, cold weather football. We saw 41 points from Cincinnati. He, okay. We're not <laughs> saying that Cincinnati's offense can't put up 41 points. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow threw for 190 yards. Mm-hmm. 190. And a touchdown. Mm-hmm. If I told you Joe Burrow threw for 190 and a touchdown, how many points do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are putting up? 24. The stat line, 28 carries, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. And... I think the th- passing touchdown might have been the fucking to Joe Mixon. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Oh no, it's T Higgins. So that was so that was the third largest margin of victory by the Bengals over the Steelers in the season. Tied sorry, tied for second in the series. Ever. 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 Tied for second. What do you know what the first margin of victory is? Yes, I do. November 6, 1988, they beat Pittsburgh 42-7. <laughs> <42 to 7. laughs> Jesus Christ, I wasn't even born. <laughs> it's tied It's tied with September 17, 1989, when they beat the, the Steelers by the same score. And then 1970 and 1981, they won by 27 points. So not since we've been alive have the Bengals beaten the Steelers that bad. So that's it. That's it. Joe Burrow, Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, he's got to be. Well, first MVP this year, and then Hall of Fame. All right. So that was your biggest surprise. That was my biggest surprise. And because I can't pick my own team, and the rodeo that is that once again <laughs> that reminded me of Cam Newton and the rodeo that he is, the Philadelphia Eagles, bro. You just had to beat the Giants, Eric. The Giants. The Giants, Eric. You the literally Giants. have the playoffs in the palm of your hand. The palm of your hand, the AFC playoffs are just, or the NFC playoffs are just begging for you to take. And you lose to the Giants and throw f- and turn the ball over four times. Bro, look, you want to hear something crazy? Yes. 
they had to beat the Giants because they lost. The Washington football team is the seventh seed right now. I know. Ryan Fitzpatrick is hurt. Doesn't Logan matter. Thomas has been on IR. Antonio Gibson has this wild shit injury that needs surgery, but he's playing through. J.D. McKissick just got carded off. Terry McLaurin has had a soft tissue injuries all year because he's a wide receiver. Now, that's just what happens to wide receivers. Curtis Samuel hasn't played a game, I don't feel like. He's absent without leave, yeah. <laughs> the Washington football team is the 17. <laughs> and all Eric's team needed to do was run the ball, and they refused to do it. Boston Scott. Boston Scott had a good-ass game. I think it was like 11-65 and a tutty. All the Eagles need to do is run the ball, and they refuse to do it. Even when they were down, it was they lost 13-7. Yeah. It wasn't like they were down 41 to 10 try, trying to trying to get back in the game. And let me tell you, folks, I don't know if you watched that, if any of you watched that game. I watched that game. Eric, did you watch that game? Uh, no, I had to go back and watch uh, uh, watch it post uh, post I mean, it, was, so. it was just like it was the Giants could not move the ball. <laughs> that game was begging the Eagles to beat them like 35 10. It didn't. It didn't make any sense. Like Greg Ward dropping the touchdown pass was the precursor to what that game ended up being. It just. It. it yeah. It literally felt like a game in like in the negative zone. Like the Eagles just couldn't do anything. That was a really good one. That was like ASMR right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we were sad that the Eagles didn't win. We all were right, all Eric. rooting for the Eagles on this podcast. All right, Eric, biggest surprise and disappointments. Go ahead and tell us about the Eagles first. Before you so I know we're not supposed to pick our team, but I'm going with the Eagles as my biggest disappointment. No, I just picked them. Nah, it's, I got it. I got it no, right now. Just explain why you think that. First of all, Jalen Hurts, all he has to do is win these games to earn the trust. We can have a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal and build around him and hopefully, you know, and games like this are the ones that he needs to win. Two, Jalen Rager, kill yourself. You're fucking useless. He dropped two touchdowns at the end of the game. Game and remember touchdowns. and remember we drafted this clown over Justin Jefferson. We support mental health in this podcast though, so don't actually kill yourself. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, absolutely not. Seek help just Jalen. Yeah. Justin Jalen. Justin Jalen. Not your name, but seek help. I don't know what Jalen Hurts is doing. Um, three picks. He's usually a lot safer with the ball. Um, we actually ran the ball 33 times. Like, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott were doing good. It's just we couldn't convert in the red zone. And we just, no, nobody could catch. Like, fucking Boston Scott's over here fumbling. It's just – I don't understand. We had the perfect Thanksgiving gift. Dallas lost – all we got to do is win this game against the shitty-ass New York Giants, and we're one game back of being the NFC East leaders. And we just throw it away. Like, we just – we're fucking – we can't win a game at home. Fumbled fucking it away useless. as well, too. It's just uh, – it, like, oh, my God. Dude, it's just the most depressing thing in the world. Fuck would, you like choose, yeah, I, I, would, would you like I, to choose I, my team as I, the disappointment, Ben? Before we give Eric his disappointment, I have some things to add on to help Eric express his point. Okay. Uh, the Eagles are 1-4 at home this year. One and four at home. And before this game happened, reports came out of Philadelphia that Jalen Hurts was playing well enough 
that Philadelphia was considering staying with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. <laughs> Don't you love that when the media comes out with the reports that their rookie quarterback they're considering staying with? Well, he's not a rookie. Oh, sorry, they're they're yeah. young quarterback. Yeah. They're young quarterback. That's really got to boost a guy's a boost a guy's confidence. They were right? trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, who caught about seventy eight cases more than a mafia leader. Like it's unreal that what's happening right now. So I just wanted to contextualize Eric's and Nick's point even further. But you cannot pick your own team. Well, that's not <laughs> that's not really a rule. It's already been picked. That's the problem. All so right, you all have right. to pick a different discipline. Uh, then I'll pick the Colts, blowing that lead. Fucking trash. Run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. Just do what works. Dude had almost 200 yards and five touchdowns the week before. Just give that man the ball. You have one of the best offensive lines in football. You're up on the fucking Super Bowl reigning champs. Just run the ball. Run the fucking ball. It's the key to success in the NFL. Look at the New England Patriots. All they do is run it down people's throats. Play great defense, and they're about to be in the fucking Super Bowl against Tom Brady again. It's unreal. Anyway, so I would say that's my disappointment. Biggest surprise, and I'm not trying to pick on the Panthers here, but fucking Tua, man. Did you guys watch his his performance that game? Yes. I thought he was done. I thought they need to move on, and he showed a little hope, a little light. He went 27 for 31, 230 yards, and one touchdown, no turnovers. I've been saying that for four weeks. We need to reevaluate Tua, and you guys kept saying no. <laughs> and that defense looks like they're, you know, Brian Flores has them back to somewhat what they were like last year. So that was the biggest surprise. I mean, they did beat the Panthers, so time will tell what that's really worth, but that was a good performance. I was surprised by that. Miami's starting field position in that game, incredible. Do you do you know what their average starting field position was by any chance or no? I don't. If only we had an intern to look it up. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I'm trying to pull it up. I look, I I'm not sure how easy a stat that is to find. It's just I know Nick watched the game and I mean, you don't go two for, <laughs> or what is it, five for twenty one before he yeah. got benched. Yeah. He he ended with a five point eight QBR. Five for 21, 92 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Two interceptions. I could accidentally complete five passes in the NFL and have a higher QBR. I Actually, wish I, I wish there were some way to test that because I would take that under in a heartbeat. I could accidentally complete five passes to that running back. You if don't I, think I could you don't think I could complete five passes no, to the running back next? No, do you have rush? Do you have a rush in your face? Yes. Whose offensive line do you have? The New Orleans Saints. <laughs> no. How many pass attempts do you get? 20? I get 21. <laughs> no, there's no way you're completing five. The New Orleans Saints have a top 10 offensive line. No way. Even with the injuries. <laughs> no way you're completing five. To Alvin Kamara? Absolutely, bro. I'm, I'm He's out. Him, bro. Kamara's out. Right now. Yeah, but when you I'm don't... playing the game I'm playing, I get Kamara, bro. <laughs> You had CMC. I get. I he had CMC. CMC. I think I don't know how. To, I haven't verified this, but I saw a tweet that said this was Christian McCaffrey's first game without a reception. Yeah, you, he's he's also back on IR, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay, that's not the point. He's done for the year. Of the games played for Christian McCaffrey, yeah, this was the first game he didn't have a catch. Yeah, I could complete five balls to Christian McCaffrey. 
<laughs> I'm not throwing it far. There's like, no I'm way. Not, There's no way you complete five of twenty-one. Five of Nick. Come on. This is <laughs> no. Not, I'm not. No. I'm not this even. This is not the, my fastball gimmick in the MLB. <laughs> no. where I, say I can go four for four. No. This is a reasonable. I could do that. I could no. absolutely do. That. I do 100%. not think so. One hundred percent. I do not think 100%. you can complete. I don't think you can complete complete five of twenty-one passes in a high school game. Oh, dude, I could. That I could absolutely do. It, it, that's what I'm talking about right fucking now. I don't Not have possible. to do anything, bro. I don't have to do anything. I have to let the pass rush rush for two seconds. You drop three steps, <laughs> you turn, and you toss the football I over wish. six, five people into the running back's hand. I wish. I wish there were a way for us to test this. I do. Call people <laughs> up. I will gladly do it. it yeah. What do you mean it call people not, up? There's no it's way to say not it. hard. You had fucking who's my boy? This is what we need to do. This is what I wanted to do last week, but we canceled the podcast. Who started for the Lions when Jared Goff was hurt? What Tim was Boyle. Boyle. Tim Boyle. Welcome to the Room 303 Hall of Fame. Tim Boyle in college football had one passing touchdown and 13 interceptions. That is a 1 to 13 ratio, which is horrendous. And it somehow started an NFL game. He's getting paid $2.5 million. Yeah, and but he almost, was a quarterback. Almost beat the Cleveland Browns. I wish we could test this. All right, I listen. I love the. I, I love could it. accidentally throw more touchdowns in college. No, there's. I'm no sure way. the Navy quarterback has thrown more touchdowns than Tim Boyle has in his entire collegiate career. I'm talking collegiate career. I could accidentally throw two touchdown passes in my collegiate career. <laughs> there's no way you as could. a quarterback. Do you get all the practice time too? Yes. And you're the outright starter. He was. He was the outright oh, starter. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you. He completed 48% of his passes through one touchdown and 13 interceptions at three years at Connecticut. <laughs> Thank you. Room 303 Hall of Fame. He's getting paid $2.5 million right now, Nick. Look, I don't look. That's not what I we're am, arguing about. I'm not <laughs> saying I am good at quarterback. What I am arguing is that statistically and in a game of chance, you give me 21 attempts, I can complete five attempts. It's not, I'm just I'm saying not in the NFL. No, 100% in the NFL. I'm surrounded by NFL players that make me look good, like every like every other quarterback. Don't even give me the yards after the catch stat. Just, just give me the yards. Five for five yards. Five for negative five. There Are you going five be, for five? There will be five negative complete. There will be five negative completions at least. Five negative. Like they may not be. I'm not saying right. I'm going to score. All right. Four. So, so is your? Are you setting your number at five of twenty-one or six of twenty-one? Basically, I'm or, saying I can complete five. So you're saying you could do as well as Cam Newton. I'm saying I can complete 25%. Actually, it's like 22%. I can complete like, or it's like 24 and some change, whatever. I can complete 24% of my throws. 
And I'm not saying Cam Newton's is bad. I've seen Cam Newton dominate. I love Cam Newton. I am just saying that is that's an all-time bad performance. He had a 5.8 QBR. If he would have dropped back and yeah, spiked yeah, is, the ball yeah, into yeah, the ground. 32.8, yeah. I, I just – I got to – we're going to go back to this Tim Boyle thing, man, because this dude really deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I just went back and looked at his stats. Bro, peep this, peep this. 49 rush attempts, a negative 122 yards. One touchdown thrown in his three years. He has more solo tackles, three, than he did touchdowns in his entire career, and he played quarterback for the University of Connecticut. What was How his, did this dude get his, drafted? What was his record during the time? Uh, Let me see here. This is why I text you guys that he's in the Hall of Fame. We just skipped last week, and I almost forgot. Well, here, Jermaine, let's hear your biggest disappointment, your biggest surprise. Uh, man, that's – so my biggest disappointment is – man, that's a good fucking question. There's a lot of shit football this weekend, <laughs> like a lot of shit oh, that, that might just be your disappointment then, the football I, this weekend. I, I, the like, Thanksgiving games were awful. My, I think my biggest disappointment – isn't anything that anyone can control. It's just injuries have derailed entire football teams. It's a 17-game season. I mean, that's preposterous, but, like, they haven't even played the 17 games. You know what I mean? Like, I respect that narrative that you want to spin ESPN, but, like, it's just, like, the Titans – like who can you name a starter on offense besides Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> uh, yeah, Adrian Peterson. He got cut. Taylor LeJuan. Okay, left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. We're at offensive lineman. That's how quickly you went from skill position to offensive lineman. Like think about it, like the Saints. Their starting running back was out. All right, that's fine. Like injuries happen. Deal with it, right? We're starting Trevor Simeon. Our backup running back was also out of that football game. Like, it's insane. Our starting tight end was also out, and he was—I think—I'm pretty sure he leads the team in receiving. (laughs) As a Saints fan, the Saints are laundering money through Taysom Hill, right? No, dude. Here's the thing. Taysom Hill keeps signing these contracts, and I keep coming on here and explaining these contracts. Yeah, Taysom, he's, he's the mafia boss's son. We signed Taysom Hill to this fake $150 million contract. It was all money that could be voided. None of it was guaranteed. All his years on that contract were voidable. I explained this on a podcast before. You heard it. Yes, I know. Like, I just know how to spin you up. And now his guaranteed money is 23 and a half. So we're essentially paying a guy who rushes the football, plays quarterback, plays tight end, plays wide receiver, blocks punts on special teams. Right? We're paying that guy who fills six or seven positions on a football team 12 and a half million a year. You gotta love to be Taysom Hill, right? He's like living every kid's dream. Every kid's Madden dream of just playing every position. That's what happens when you're an athlete. Like Taysom, Taysom Hill was the kid who was recruited with ATH next to his name. It don't make any sense. You don't know what position he's playing, but that was Taysom Hill. 
Like, but I always laugh. I see these things, and it's the same thing that happened with Michael Thomas. They call him Slat Boy now because Twitter is fucking unoriginal, and they they can't imagine somebody catching 149 passes for 1,800 yards, right? I certainly can't. And then you you take away his slants, and he led the league in receptions and led the league in receiving yards that very year. It's the same thing. This is the same thing that's happening with Taysom Hill. Everyone's just like, how do the Saints keep paying him this? It's like, what do you mean? We didn't pay him the last contract we signed him to. <laughs> that's why he signed this contract. Because you're laundering money through him. I wasn't I wasn't doubting that Taysom Hill was a good quarterback. I'm saying that you're putting large sums of money, dirty money, and turning it into clean by using Taysom Hill's contracts. We didn't pay him that last contract. You don't pay him. No, you turn dirty money into clean money and turn it back to the mafia. All right. All right. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you for making it. I don't listen. I don't think Twitter's saying what I'm saying. Yes, they are. Everyone is saying this. This is not an original. You weren't the first. Like, I literally read something about people saying they're laundering money through. I wrote it. Oh, yeah. I wrote the article. CBS Sports. You were Mina Kimes on Twitter? Yes. Surprise. Well, it's you like look, Kevin Durant's you, burner accounts. You look hideous. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a woman, so. All right. What's uh, That was your biggest disappointment. What's your biggest surprise? Dude, if your biggest surprise this week is not the New England Patriots. I mean, I thought New England would win. No, it's not that New England would win. It's that New England is tied for the best record in the AFC. Yeah, I listen. If I if I have to go to my grave saying this, Bill Belichick is one of the best coaches in the Shut league. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. He can't even get through the sentence without busting out laughing. I'll pull up the footage from yeah, this is the best part of having a recorded podcast. Week one and two, you were like, Bill Belichick's not a good coach. Tom Brady was that whole team. Blah, 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 blah. Don't re- don't remember saying anything that. What I do remember saying is that Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches ever and that it, he doesn't need real star power to win. Right, 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 right. Hey, uh, Colin Cowherd, go ahead and put your microphone down. I'm talking now. Oh, that hurts. Well, you're going to have a bad take. That's what you're going to get called. You don't even get Skip Bayless. You know how far, or sorry, you don't even get Max Kellerman. You know how far far you have to fall to get to Callan Cowherd. Good lord, I just eight and four. If Baltimore loses to Cleveland, which they tried their fucking hardest to do, right? Quarterbacks who have thrown four interceptions in a in a football game before are zero and fifty two. Lamar Jackson's the only quarterback to throw four interceptions and win a football game. This is where Nick says it's because he's a running back. The Cleveland Browns are just terrible. Like, they're an enigma this year. I don't understand them. I don't, they beat the brakes off the Cincinnati Bengals who <laughs> dropped 41 on the, the Bengals haven't lost to another AMC North team. They lost to the Browns, though. I did. Like, I don't understand it. That is, yeah. it's New England Patriots. They're eight and four rookie quarterback. Right, they traded Stefan Gilmore. <laughs> like Damian Harris has been hurt. Rookie Ramondre Stevenson's been hurt. They lost James White for the year. They're throwing to a receiving core of Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, and Jacoby Myers. That's their receiving core. Jacoby Myers, go pack. 
Like, and New England is still going out there over their six game win streak that they're on right now. New England is averaging 35 points per game. Yeah, let the silence sit. 35 fucking points. <laughs> it's insane. Not a small amount of points. It's New England. New England is the biggest surprise. New England is the surprise of the year right now. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And the best part is, is this weekend we're going to see New England play Buffalo. Tell me that matchup isn't exciting. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna take it. You're going to take New England, right? Buffalo. All right, so this is... This is a professional podcast. So we're going to move right into head to head. As we said before, Nick seven and four, myself three and eight, and Eric four and seven. And as always, as customary, thanks to Eric, who just likes to just just started cheating at the very beginning. Uh, winner goes first on this podcast because the winner could never contain himself. I believe the line is at two and a half, New England Buffalo, right, Eric? Yes. New England plus two and a half. You get New England plus points mm-hmm. after Tredavious White just tore his ACL. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I would love that bet. I would take that for sure. Anyways, Eric, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take – I'm going to take uh, <laughs> Denver Broncos plus 10 against Kansas City. Good. I, I like that. Broncos are 10-point dogs? Yep. It's in KC. It's in KC, and they never – historically, the Broncos don't play well in Arrowhead. I mean, 10 points, though. All right. What do I know? I'm not the Vegas odds maker. (laughs) This is my first time looking at the board, so I'll walk you guys through it. Cowboys are four-and-a-half-point favorites. It's the Saints. Mike McCarthy's not coaching, so you can might as well book that fucking victory. Already booked it. It's also because the Saints are the other team. <laughs> uh, Arizona Cardinals are eight-point favorites against the Chicago Bears. I mean, that seems merciful. <laughs> like, whew. Uh, the right, Broncos. It, the Broncos have not won in five years at Arrowhead. By the way, yeah, since what Peyton retired, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. All right, so Colts minus nine versus Texans. Chargers are plus three at Cincinnati. What a fascinating matchup that is. The over is only 50 and a half. I say only 50. I think that's not a lot of points. Uh, Minnesota's minus seven versus Detroit without Dalvin Cook. I don't know. That sounds – is this the week Detroit wins? Minnesota would be the team to do it. It's not. It's not the week Detroit wins. Minnesota would be the team to do it. <laughs> Philadelphia only six and a half point favorites against the Jets. It's because of what they just did against the Giants. Bucks eleven point favorites versus the Falcons. Jaguars. God, Jaguars get the Rams. The Rams are on a three game losing streak. That's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> For the Rams. <laughs> For the Rams. Uh, dude, so Robert Woods is super important, man. Mm-hmm. We were all talking about Cooper Cup of Coffee, and now like Robert Woods seems like the guy. And OBJ. 
I mean, OBJ seems to be waking up now. Yeah. Ravens at Steelers. Should just take the under on that. (laughs) It's not a bad bet. That's not a bad. I always look if Ravens are playing Steelers, I'm taking the under. It's just something awakens in those teams. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and take. I'm just not good at betting anymore, dude. What do I know? Well, here, here, before you take it, you want to give me, you you want me to give you my betting nuggets of the week? Yeah, go ahead. What are they? All right. So two teams, we we talk about teams coming off the bye. So the two teams coming off the bye this week, Casey and Arizona. Casey in the Andy Reid era is nine and three coming off the bye. Oh! Uh, with, with an eight-point margin of victory. Arizona, the other team in the Cliff Kingsbury era, is 0-2 with a minus 15-point margin of victory coming off the bye. I almost took Arizona minus eight. We talked about fading West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast early. Chargers the Chargers at Cincinnati. Right. I also like this. This year is kind of this new thing that I do. Take teams scoring less than 10 points the previous week. Take them against the spread. Overall, this is 14 and 12. Not really that good. But with teams scoring less than 10 points the previous week, and then the spread is less than 10 points, these teams are nine and five. The two teams this week Saints. Saints plus four and a half. I don't know how that line shift is going to, how Mike McCarthy is going to shift that line. And the Eagles minus six and a half. Oh, against the Jets. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles are the play. Uh, and there's really no, basically no rest advantage, disadvantage that that I can see. Even with the three Thursday night games, there's Even no. With, hmm. Oh, no, there's, there's no. Um, there are obviously there's there's six games that have a rest advantage. But yeah, but there's as, no nuggets. Uh oh, sorry. Actually, hold on. I completely lied to you. Now that I look at this, uh, shocker. Chicago with a rest advantage since 2019 is five and four. Arizona with a rest disadvantage since 2019 is two and six. Combine that with Arizona zero and two coming off the bye, and you get Chicago spread and money line. That's <laughs> what I bet. Wow, uh, Detroit That's with not how I would have bet that. <laughs> Detroit with a rest advantage uh, is two and three. Minnesota with a rest disadvantage is four and three. Um, the other games: Las Vegas plays the Washington football team. Las Vegas is three and four with a rest advantage. Washington is two and six with a rest disadvantage. Dallas playing the Saints. Dallas is four and one with a rest advantage. The Saints are five and two with a rest disadvantage. A Buffalo I, I plays, but they they both played on Thursday though. So how is that an advantage or disadvantage? Oh, you're right. Yep, never mind. Uh, and then Buffalo, Buffalo playing New England. Um, Buffalo is five and three with the rest advantage. New England is four and three with the rest disadvantage. And then the Monday night games, uh, obviously, Seattle. Uh, play San Francisco, Seattle, and San Francisco are both five and six, respectively, disadvantage and advantage since 2019. And those are my betting nuggets of the week. Mm-hmm. Did that help you at all? Not really. This is like we're at the point where like underdogs barked so much early that now everything feels like a trap. Yeah. Right. 
And so now favorites are going to start winning because it evens out always, right? But, I mean, man, do you read this Seattle Seahawks? Are they getting right against the 49ers? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, these are questions that you have to ask. Like, is Russell Wilson – because Russell Wilson was supposed to be back after this week that just happened. So now is his hand all of a sudden healed? And – now he's gonna torch the, the 49ers. He's gonna start cooking again. Yeah, he's gonna, well, they never let Russ cook, but you know what I mean? Like, and I was gonna take Arizona minus eight, but I've been talked out of it because obvious reasons. And <laughs> I really don't know anymore, dude. I think I'll go um I think I'll go Cincinnati minus three. Either that or San Fran minus three. I'm going to go Cincinnati minus three. No, no, no. Give me San Fran. I'm taking San Fran minus three. All right. Final answer. Final answer. San Fran minus three. Final answer. <laughs> yeah. You know, my thing is, is like Justin Herbert feels like that player who has a bad week and then the next week he puts up 78 touchdowns. Yep. I'd agree with that. So, all right. Anything else on this board? Uh, you, you already said it. I like the Saints even before they, even before the Mike Mar- McCarthy thing. Uh, you like the Saints? Like the Saints? Oh, I don't. Like the Eagles minus six and a half. If you can get them minus six and a half. Like the Bears against the spread. I wasn't being serious about Bears money line. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, what's that? What's that number at right now, Eric? It's eight. It's eight. Yeah. Bears is minus or plus eight. Yeah, Bears plus eight. Uh like the Bengals and I like the Eagles. I already said that actually. Those plus, those are the plus eight is the magic number. I love the Eagles this week. Obviously they're playing the Jets though. Also, like that ten point thing that you're talking about, mm-hmm. it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna this one's gonna be one of the ones that hits. That doesn't well, you said if they score less than 10, they cover the spread on the next week. So. Yeah. Yeah, so the Eagles scored less than 10. Yeah. Yeah. Washington football team is, is fascinating as a dog <laughs> against the Raiders. Yeah. Because I don't trust the Raiders. Do you trust the Raiders? Oh. Yeah, I don't trust the Raiders. The Raiders are my Utah Jazz. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then is so the Patriots Bills is Monday night football. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's fascinating. In Buffalo. And Buffalo has a wild rest advantage. Yeah. Oh. I hope New England wins. <laughs> like, yeah, I like it. I don't really like anything else. There's a lot of big spreads for the real good teams, like the Rams and the Buccaneers and the uh, and the Chiefs. I the Chiefs being favored by ten sounds wild, but you know, I get a benefit of the doubt. It doesn't doesn't the Houston Texans plus nine just sound fun? Yeah, it really does. It's like because it's the Colts, right? And that. Like the- if, or like the the Jaguars plus thirteen. Jaguars plus thirteen against the Rams, huh? I mean, it sounds fun. I'm not going to take it. Yeah, 
<laughs> Texans plus nine. <laughs> that that plus eight for the Bears is probably what's gonna win for you, bro. Probably. They're, yeah. they're gonna lose by seven. Yeah. All right. So you guys got anything else? Let's let's wrap this podcast. Nope. All right. So thank you all for listening. As always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Ramon Claude Mendez. This is Nicholas Moran and intern E. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>